0: What's up Bar Babble Squad? It's your girl Lucy. Welcome to today's Babble. What is your drink of choice for today's episode? So I'm kind of thinking of having a pretend Amarado Sour. How does that sound for y'alls? Because I actually have Amanda here from Studio Garrosso and she's babbling with me at the virtual bar. Hey Amanda! Hello, thanks for having me. Oh no, thank you for joining me today. I'm always solo here, so I always love to have a woman oper- um, entrepreneur just here at my virtual bar, just chilling. Um, and so Amanda is the owner and, and designer behind Studio Garasio, which is a branding agency. So she's your go-to gal for any logo and branding element design. So if if y'all are listening to this episode and you're kind of like, oh my god, I'm starting my business right now or I kind of need a refresh, we're gonna have her contact details down below. We're also gonna be talking about about how she kind of goes to the you know design elements so stick around um she's based in texas she's a mom a wife an introvert just like me a bookworm and her spirit animal is a dragon so amanda thank you so much for your time for coming to the show for you know being a supporter and i want to pass the mic on to you this is your moment to kind of have that un plug so
1: tell the people who be you All right, well, you already gave me a nice little mini intro there. But uh, yeah, basically, um, I'm Amanda, I'm a designer and strategist. Um, I have been interested in the creative side of things as far back as I can remember, like, you know, making books out of loose leaf sheets of paper and illustrating them, like, when I was a kid and like everything. So this has kind of always been my natural path. And, um, you know, when it came time to go to college, uh, you know I, I heard about like graphic design as a thing you know mm-hmm. it's like mixing art and technology because I really love like computers and technology too so I was like well this is interesting <laughs> um so yeah that's what I went to school for and I loved it and that's what I've been doing ever since so I've got you know 16. 16- Plus years under my belt as a designer now. And um, I love it. I'm one of those rare people actually working in the field <laughs> they went to school for. So. Wow.
0: Congratulations on 16 years. Do you have like a work anniversary, by the way?
1: Sort of. So I have, I, I kind of have two, which is mm-hmm. silly. But um, so I have like the anniversary of when I moved to Austin and started freelancing because that uh-huh. was kind of my introduction to you know, the world of being an independent designer and that's mm-hmm. on July 1st. Mm-hmm. And then I have the anniversary of when I actually formally like mm-hmm. made my business, um, you know, got it registered as an LLC mm-hmm. and all that. And that is October 15th.
0: That's oh my God, that. that's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations in advance. And obviously to all your successes thus far and 16 years of experience, that is kudos to you, like for Thank any, you. you know, within the world of design, like you are truly right, like going into college and like sticking to it. And like, you know, just going into the world that we're in, especially with social media, I'm sure we can dive more a little bit about that, you know, <laughs> going through your creative process. But thanks for the introduction. But I want to know where you are right now in the season of business and life.
1: Yeah, so business wise, I am in a season of growth and visibility is what Mm. I'm focusing on so growing not just uh, well I mean I guess the main the factor would be the income level Uh, Mm -hmm. but also just like growing my network growing my sphere of influence I guess Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of visibility kind of things like especially this month it's kind of packed I've got a lot of I've got like a conference I'm speaking at wow. this week. I've got some other podcast interviews going. I'm part of a couple of bundles of things. So wow. it's just, yeah,
0: that's amazing. So growth more just on the business side. What about in life? Is that also something like a personal thing as well?
1: In life, um, I'd like to think I'm always trying for personal mm-hmm. growth, but mm-hmm. for this season in particular, I'm kind of refinding myself after oh. becoming a mom. Wow. Okay. Um, Because, you know, I had my daughter, and then just as we were, like, you know, she was just about two years old, Mm -hmm. starting to be able to, like, do things without constant supervision, Mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, my God.
1: I feel like I'm now, I'm, like, just getting to, like, have some more schedule freedom, and, like, you know, she can play in her room by herself, you know, and I can, like, do things.
0: Wow. (laughs) Okay, well, I love that. I love those two words of for me, I'm such a mantra person. So every single year I like to have like a mantra or like every month I like to have an intention. So I love Mm -hmm. how you said like growth and visibility, especially for your business and also Mm -hmm. your life. So I definitely want to unpack that as we kind of babble on, but let's talk about your brand. So tell me all about like how you, you like, just tell like in your own words, I guess, give me kind of that elevator speech, like how it kind of came to be, like, tell me all about it.
1: Yeah, so Studio Gracio, um, as a thing, is about almost seven years old now. It will be October oh, 15th. Wow. Um, and it's kind of grown with me over the years, too. So I've had a couple of rebrands. But in its current form, I am a branding agency for serial entrepreneurs who are launching their next thing. Mm. Um, so I, I basically give them that special alchemy of, you know, clarity, strategy and visual delight basically um all wrapped into one package and i help them you know start their next venture on the best foot forward.
0: Wow, i love that. I love that. Um i want to go back a little bit in time because i was also on A podcast um, show and we were talking all about uh, branding and and obviously values. So obviously you're Mm -hmm. the designer. And for me, what makes you and I different, even though we're in the world of branding is I'm more Mm -hmm. of the strategy component. Mm -hmm. So on that show, you know, they were asking me about like how values are so important and stuff like that. And there was a topic how, you know, I even had a whole episode about this, like for me personally, what came for me and like how I pick my company values or even my personal values. is kind of like those pivotal moments in life, whether it's a divorce, a major heartbreak, or it's like that moment where you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to like literally just do the damn thing. Right. And so from yeah. your bio on your website, if any, you know, listeners are kind of like a fan of yours already, I'm sure that they probably read your website and there was a little snippet of how you (laughs) followed a boy to Austin, Texas, because you're originally not from there, right? So there was a whole situation, you followed a boy, and obviously that boy is not your current partner. So (laughs) this is some juicy intel, y'all. So, you know, like, refill that cocktail or mocktail if you got it over there on the other side. But walk us through the journey of like, you know, I feel like it's one of those pivotal moments, even though it didn't work out, it kind of just made you who you are today. So tell us all about That kind of like I guess from that moment where you follow that boy until now, like what were those like? Tell tell us about it.
1: Yeah, um, this was definitely definitely a pivotal moment Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, So I had just graduated college and I was, I was up in Ohio at the time because that's where my family ended up after moving around a lot Mm -hmm. um, because my dad was in the army. But um, I went to college in Ohio, was dating a boy from my hometown and. Um he was going down to Austin cuz he already had friends there and he was like you should come with me and we'd been dating only about a month. <laughs> oh this wow. Time, and I had never been to Austin before. Mm-hmm. And I was like sure. <laughs> like, wow. Three, 3 days later my car was packed up and I was moving down there. I'm pretty sure I almost gave my mom a heart attack with that. Um but um it ended up working out great in some ways obviously i'm not with that boy in particular Mm -hmm. but um he was a freelance web developer at the time so he is actually the one that introduced me to the idea of freelancing because i had originally intended to you know get a job at an agency or get a job in-house somewhere as a designer Mm -hmm. um so I was like job searching. He's like, well, you know, you could take on some freelance work on the side just to have some income while you're job searching. Mm-hmm. Cause I had never even like considered that or thought about that. But, mm-hmm. um, so he kind of introduced me to that world and it ended up working out so well. I was like, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that kind of got me into that. And um, we dated, I think for another year and a half after that, um, okay. we're still, we're still good friends to this day. It was an amicable, pu- amicable breakup. Okay. um, Yeah. So he got me down to Austin and got me into the world of freelancing and that kind of really set the stage for (laughs) where my life is at now. Cause I don't think I would have ever been, you know, a business owner um, without that, that, that start, I guess.
0: Wow. Wow. I, I love how it just kind of starts with that moment. Like, okay. Like you know, like even though you weren't really sure you've never been to awesome like that, that takes so much courage. Um, <laughs> like, so wow. And so I know on your website and you kind of gave us a little spiel about like what you do it, it you do brand design for freedom seekers. And mm-hmm. before the show, we, we kind of chatted a little bit about like what your values are, like what's important to you and kind of figuring out like how to, like what topics to talk about. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, there were so many things that were popping up and I loved how you kept saying freedom, like freedom was an important value for you. And so I guess was there maybe like a pivotal moment or maybe a series of moments where that that kind of just made you think like no this is kind of like why freedom is important to me
1: yeah I don't know if it was I mean there were in hindsight I don't know that I would have looked at it like that like that at the time but um the whole you know like moving down to Austin you know I was from small town Ohio so I had always planned on moving to a bigger city because they were just you know more Mm -hmm. opportunities, more to do, more to see. Mm -hmm. So the decision to move to Austin was kind of like, well, yeah, that's exactly, you know, more choices essentially. Yeah. And the same with, you know, deciding to go all in on the freelancing. Like the reason I fell in love with it and decided to go, you know, do it Mm -hmm. um, was for the flexibility. You know, I liked working from home. I liked setting my own schedule. I liked Mm -hmm. the variety of projects. Um, So it was just those kinds of things, Yeah, in hindsight, I recognize those decisions for what they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mostly now these days, you know, when I when I use freedom as my kind of driving value, Mm -hmm. it's like what what it's more like chasing a feeling, like what feels the most Mm. expansive, what feels like it gives me the most options. Like I absolutely hate the feeling of being like boxed in or Mm. backed into a corner or you know, obligated to do something that I didn't necessarily agree to. (laughs) Right, right. Like, so freedom for me is like the opposite
0: of all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you feel like maybe it stems from you, you know, uh, being in a military family and moving around, like you were just like, that was, that just became you, like, because you were never like in one hometown compared to people. It's like, they've been there and everyone knows each other from like birth until like, you know, they have their own kids, maybe- Do you think that stemmed from, you know, having that military background?
1: That might be a little of it. Okay. Um, I think, too, my family has always had a love of travel. So just that, like, Mm. you know, that sense of adventure that comes from travel is kind of tied into that that feeling of freedom, too. Like, what's out there, like, the expansive feeling. So, I don't know. It's kind of a blend of both, I guess. Got
0: it. And so... I guess what does freedom exactly mean to you cuz you you mentioned like you love that intuitive feeling of like mm-hmm. of just going for it. So I guess it's kind of like a woman's intuition but tell me in your own words like what does freedom mean to you?
1: Yeah, I I would say it's being able to make choices that are not based in fear mm. or obligation.
0: Y'all, I just got chills, and y'all get chills <laughs> like that. Was you need to trademark that girl? Like, you need to have that on a website, on a business card. Like, I love that. Wow. Um, yeah, that's I, I think it's really important now because especially, you know, it's it's a really good discussion, and obviously it's it's a whole different discussion, but especially as women, especially if you're in a corporate field or if you've had that opportunity to be in that office you do feel kind of like stuck in a cubicle especially when you're kind of instructed to to dress a certain way and to do this and to right. do that yeah. but when you're a freelancer when you're your own business when you're it's kind of like your own business it's like oh i get to dress how i want to i get to speak mm-hmm. how i want to not like somebody dictating to you how society is telling you know women how they should dress and and that yes. and you know i've been in a corporate setting cuz i came from hotels and there were mm-hmm. some hotels obviously i'm not going to name them but <laughs> you know um in that time like they were so they were so picky as to like how you looked because obviously there was a whole brand that you represent them so it's like you yeah. are supposed to wear makeup. And even I've had colleagues and friends who are like, I don't wear makeup for whatever reason, whether it's a religious reason, a personal reason, or it's like, I don't give a damn about makeup. And <laughs> that was always like an issue because it's like, nope, you have to like have your hair a certain way. You couldn't wear tattoos. You couldn't you, like, you couldn't showcase this and you, you had to wear certain colors. And so,
1: I yeah, think now, I would not react well to that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think, and especially now with the past you know couple years, how people have kind of like the taste Of working from home or working virtually, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have had that appetizer of like, damn, this is what freedom really means. So I think that's why a lot of women, you know, they're like, fuck it. Like if I get fired or even they just, you know, had that resignation, they're like, I love it. I love being in the comfort of my home and spending more time with my kids and dictating Mm -hmm. how I dress like I don't have to wear a pantsuit. I can just wear pajama bottoms for all, <laughs> nobody gives a damn, you know, but still make the sale, you know. So I think I think the word freedom or value has been coming into enlightenment from the past couple of years because people are like tasting it and they're like, wow, like there's a whole new world outside of like a cubicle or even an office or even the corporate setting. So I yeah, think
1: it's funny, isn't it? Because even with all the different kinds of restrictions that came with COVID, mm-hmm. you know, like social distancing, wearing Mm -hmm. a mask, quarantine, all that. We did get, like, a lot of people did get a taste of that freedom of, like, not having a commute, not having a dress code, you Mm -hmm. know, flexible schedule sometimes. So, like, yeah, (laughs) like, everybody else is realizing what we business owners and freelancers (laughs) have had for a
0: while. That's great. So, with freedom as kind of, like, a main topic or something that's important to Mm -hmm. you, how do you make sure that you instill that value consistently, in your business, whether you're working with, whether you have a team, whether you're outsourcing or even with your clients, like how do you make sure that it's like, I want to make sure that it never, you know, like I never stray away from this important value of mine.
1: Yeah. Um, two, two ways really. Um, the one is just with my schedule. Like I never mm. want my, my work schedule or like my schedule of like how many meetings and calls I have or thing. I never want that to feel like a burden or heavy. So I, I do manage that pretty carefully and have boundaries on when I take calls and how much I pack into one week. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing is just with, with working with clients, like a lot of the clients I work with, they're starting businesses or revamping businesses for the for the same reason I am. Like they like the freedom that comes with it. They like to be doing what they love on their mm-hmm. own terms. And what I do helps them achieve that. Like I want to give them the best branding I can so that mm-hmm. they succeed and can realize that freedom that they're aiming for. So that's that's how I kind wow. of think about it.
0: I love how you said the word boundaries because for me, boundaries was a big major topic that I had to learn at the beginning of the year that I started following this boundaries culture, um, social, um, media tag. It's called everyday boundaries. Um, her Mm -hmm. name is Dr. Erin, And then I started reading all these boundaries work because even with freedom, there comes power and with power, you also have to learn what your boundaries are. So Mm -hmm. I love how you specifically said like in my business or even like with my work schedule and personal schedule, I have to maintain a level of boundaries as to like how much I can do. I think that's such an important topic, especially for women, especially for mompreneurs. It's like, we're always thinking, or we're, we're kind of like in this world where we're always giving, giving, giving. It's like, well, we have to do this. We have to, you know, cook dinner. We have to feed mm-hmm. the 12 cats and the kids and, you know, the husband and and the goats or whatever that they have, right? <laughs> the goats. <laughs> Whatever that's going on. And so, but then we never, we, like, we, there's always like this guilt behind boundaries. So that was a huge lesson for me to also make sure that for my calls, I also make sure that I set them up throughout the week that I'm not also overdoing it because I mm-hmm. realized that personally for me, like, after my third call, it's
1: like, I'm done. Like, I, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, and I know I at the beginning, done. you said you're an introvert too. So, mm-hmm. like, it's the same with me. Like, I can be very social for like a short amount of time Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I need to just go be by myself for a while so like I cannot have like you know three calls back to back to back I need at least a little break in between and not too many all in one day or I'm just like worth <laughs> worthless yes. after that like I can't get anything done because I'm just too tired
0: Yes, I love how you mentioned like we're both introverts. So anybody that's listening, if you're an introvert, share this podcast episode because I feel like a lot of, you know, on social media, whether it is promoting your your business or even just going on the TikTok or just doing something for, for fun. I feel like everything is kind of set up to like, you have to be very extroverted, but Mm -hmm. you can still like do whatever you need to do and and still be like your introverted, like shy self or however, you know, you want to, um, describe yourself. But I mean, it's so, it's so funny how you mentioned like like, you also have to prepare yourself. I love that because oh yeah, <laughs> I used to, like, just dis- explain that to people. And, like, I would have a lot of extroverted friends and they would never understand, like, where are you going? And I'm like, no, like, I have to, like, do the whole, like, you know, there's, a, there's all these, like, TikToks or memes or reels of, like, of the saging and, like, meditating and like, all <laughs> of that before, like, your day compared to, like, you know, back in the day where it's like, yep, we can just get up and, and do whatever we need to do. But, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I... I just, it's like I have to like mentally prepare myself for like a, a day. If not, it's just like I am just frazzled and I'm like already depleted. So I love, I loved how you um, mentioned like just being an introvert. Um, I want to talk about how you kind of go into like your whole designing process, because I think anybody that's listened to this, whether they, you know, want to hire you to do any branding elements, or maybe they're kind of interested in maybe, transitioning between different careers or they're thinking about, you know, going into designing, I kind of want to hear your perspective since you're kind of like, you're the professional, you have so many years under your belt. So walk me through the process of like, like your branding design process. So let's say that a client comes to you, they have this vision, Mm -hmm. they tell you exactly you know, like, this is my brand. These are the colors. This is the feeling, et cetera. Like, however, you know, you do your process. So walk me through the process of how you basically get into a client's mind and, and I guess, um, and create a logo or branding design. And also how, like, we talked about this on the side, like how you also incorporate color psychology.
1: Yeah. So um, I think at least the beginning part of my process is where you and me overlap a little bit because, I always start with a brand exploration, which is kind of getting, kind of touches on brand strategy. So it's mm-hmm. basically a one-on-one call and we go through, you know, oh, why did you start this business? What's the mm-hmm. story of the name? Um, what what are your values? Who are you trying to work with? Um, what do you want to be known for? What is the personality you want your brand to give off? Um, what are your goals and dreams and vision for your business? Like what is unique about your business or what you offer? Like all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we really use that as the guide for the design direction. So if somebody comes to me and says, you know, here's the color for my brand and here's what I want it to look like, that's I'm gonna like back them up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, look, no, we're gonna do the brand exploration first, and then we'll see if that is actually a good fit for what you say you want your brand to be. Mm-hmm. Um and color psychology plays a big role in that especially with conveying like qualities you want to be known for and personality you want to be known for because gosh color can do so much without even like having you know words to read um so you know if a client says they want their brand to be just pulling this out of the top of my head here um You know, friendly and feminine, then we're going to go with brighter tones and probably like some pinks and purples in there, you know, Mm because that's what is associated with that. We're not going to go muted and dark. Um, That would be a fit for a different kind of brand, but not necessarily for that. Or, you know, if they say they want to be, you know, it's really important that they give off a sense of trust and professionalism and mm-hmm. calmness, then we're going to go more into like the blues and stuff because blue is associated with that. So yeah. it it really depends on, you know, what, you know, the the core qualities they want to be known for and the personality they want to give off. And so we use, we use that, you know, all the ideas we pull out in that brand exploration, it's all like in a document and everything mm-hmm. so I can refer to, and then I pull out those key ideas I stick them at the top of my like I literally just like plain text list at the top of my artboard in Illustrator, and then I just start pulling things in. I'll I like, go through all my fonts and see like okay this could maybe be a good fit. This could maybe be a good fit. It, like my artboards are so messy, and <laughs> um, you know I'll do some research on like what are you know usually they tell me a few competitors that they know that I look at, and then I just kind of mm-hmm. do a wider industry search to see what kind of things are going on or how people have expressed ideas like that before and let me just start playing basically I like I said I'm really messy artboard um mm-hmm. putting shapes together putting icons together putting different fonts together tweaking fonts like I I basically just work in there until I feel like I have some options that really capture the ideas that we're going for
0: wow I love that I love that process have you ever had like okay so I know we kind of do yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Like our work kind of overlaps with, I love how you call, um, mentioned like you had a one-on-one call and you always back a client up. I do the same way. Cause yeah. it's kind of like, even though a client is like, yeah, let's come up with a strategy. This is exactly what I want. Like I have my <laughs> five-year plan. And like, no, 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 no. I need to understand- where you started like in order for me to get to the end point I need I need you to take me to the very beginning because Mm -hmm. sometimes when there's a conversation I know a lot of entrepreneurs you know myself included there's so many different hats that you have to wear and so many different things that you have to think about that Mm -hmm. sometimes there's missing pieces within you know, your brand where like just knowing the story or knowing the foundation, it's always there.
1: And And so I've I've had clients tell me that too, just going through that brand exploration process. They're like, wow, this was so useful. Like I had all this stuff in my head somewhere, but I hadn't really ever articulated it or like written it down somewhere. And now I have such clarity. Yes, my business.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. I get the same way too, where clients are like, Wow, like I needed this time, whether it's a 45-minute call or even an hour, where we're mm-hmm. just basically also doing kind of the same process of you just brain dumping. Like, yeah, client exactly. will literally <laughs> just talk on the phone and I will be like, I don't want you to do anything. Like, you talk to me, and I will literally vomit the words that you're doing on the screen right now. Just say whatever <laughs> comes to mind. Like, there's like don't hold back because sometimes yes. like when you're just saying like these words, like I had a client that was trying to like think about how to name um, her coaching business mm-hmm. and she loved, you know, old fashioned marketing and how it kind of like had the tie to like the old fashioned sense of like the telephone and, you know, things that, you know, some of the generations they don't even know about. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I feel so old. Um, but, you know, just, just t- talking about that. And she, we were, you know, naming some like old fashioned items that, you know, related to her brand. And she was mm-hmm. like, Wow that could be, and I said, you know what? And it said, I said, hold on, that could be the name of your business. And she was like, yes. And like, it just, it came out <laughs> to be. So sometimes with all like the mess and just like taking the time to really kind of just have that kind of brain dump, a brainstorm moment, like that's kind of like where you can have that clarity. And I think clarity is so key when it comes to really identifying like what your brand is, how to name it, and also color psychology. Like you, you specifically named like when a client says, I want my you know, consumers, I want my followers or whoever to feel trust. I want them to feel Mm -hmm. excitement. And when they're very clear and very specific, you know exactly what colors to create a design. Have you had any clients that have come back to you and said, oh my God, like I got so much attention because of a design that you made because of a specific color. Like there was something so vibrant, whether it's like a logo and a packaging, a logo, just on a social media. Have you ever had kind of like, um, a comment like that lately
1: i haven't had anything on a specific color i have Mm -hmm. had lots of clients tell me you know we've gotten so many compliments on the branding um Mm -hmm. and i've had one recent client he um started a yoga retreat business so weekend Mm -hmm. wellness escapes basically and um he just had his first two retreats in september and he's Mm -hmm. like yeah i had More than one people tell me they thought the branding exactly captured the feeling and what we were going for. And so, like, thank you for that. I was like, awesome. I love to hear that.
0: So, wow. Wow. I love yeah. that. So, y'all, if you are kind of just thinking right now of either launching your brand or relaunching or kind of going through a brand refresh, especially for 2023, I think it's so important to really identify and be clear as to like what is the emotion that you want your brand to really give off when somebody's mm-hmm. looking on your page, whether it's a website, a business card, a media kit, or even just a post, and really come into play as to like, Color psychology, like you know, and and if you don't know, that's kind of like how you have your girl Amanda over here, (laughs) because then she can clearly articulate that and be like, yes, this is the meaning of you know how it should be and how you know it's it's kind of like that quote somewhere on Pinterest or whoever said this where it's like your logo is your business card, that is Mm a hundred percent correct because it's like for example Nike, like you can spot that anywhere. Yeah, Um, so I think that it's so important to have a very um, visual. put together a brand that is so clear, that really represents who you are um, from beginning to end. Awesome, Amanda. Thank you so much for giving us your input of like how you really come up with a design process, um, especially with working with clients. Um, and I think that it's, it's so important to really be clear when it comes to like, you know, what your brand is, what you represent, your values, and also kind of like, um, how you also want your brand to feel and how, you know, you, you want your consumers to interact with you, especially mm-hmm. online. Um, so I want to, you know, t- you, you mentioned that, you know, you're a mom and you mentioned about boundaries and you, mm-hmm. you mentioned like during the season in life right now, you want to focus on growth and also kind of like visibility. So mm-hmm. I want to like kind of kind of get re- real, real for a second in terms of like entrepreneurship, because when you follow the boy and he kind of like, you know, <laughs> you know, walked you through like how it was like freelancing and stuff like that. Um, for me on my end, when I started you know, doing this, you know, on my own, no one really had to show me the rope. So I really had to just learn on my own and like go, you know, towards like a Facebook community and ask questions mm-hmm. and really, really learn how to be like, okay, this is how to work, you know, productively. And I think also on social media, when it comes to showcasing like, you know, these morning routines and stuff like that <laughs> and showing the entrepreneurship, you know, I I love following people who are so authentic and who are like, I'm having a bad day or this is kind of like me on a zoom call. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 what is like one thing so far, I guess like within your experience of working on your own um, something that you absolutely love um, and then something
1: that you just absolutely dread doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to back it up just a second here and say like when I first started out, I I think being a freelancer is a very different mindset from being a business owner. Mm. And that was definitely a shift I had to make. And I had to learn all of that business stuff on my own because um, (laughs) that boy, much (laughs) as I loved him and still love him as a friend Uh was not the business owner mindset either, Um, but So yeah, that was definitely a journey for me to learning all the business stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I say one thing I love about my business. Gosh, this is... How do I want to articulate this? Um, I I love that feeling when a client comes back to me and says, oh my gosh, it's like you read my mind and Mm -hmm. pulled out the core of my business and put it on a page. Like, this is perfect. Like, I love being able to do that for clients. And I love the feeling of doing that. So Mm -hmm. it's still, it still comes down to the actual design work for me. Like that's my Mm -hmm. favorite part. Mm
0: -hmm. One
1: thing I hate or dread doing. Oh gosh. um, Honestly, I hate the sales process. I hate the (laughs) like having like, for for me, it's tricky because, you know, as a brand designer, it's not really repeat work. You know, you, you set them up with an awesome brand and Mm -hmm. then they're good to go, you know, they may need like little pieces of collateral here and there if they weren't in the original package, but for the most part, you know, it's one and done. So it's a constantly mm-hmm. needing to find new clients and do sales calls to get those new clients. And I, I hate that process.
0: <laughs> I actually can relate to both of what you love and hate about your business. Cause I think yeah. maybe, Maybe being an introvert, that's kind of like what it is where we're just, we love kind of being the wizard behind the curtain. Like I love that as well, where (laughs) I love it it. when a client also says, oh my God, you took that out of like my mouth. You took that out of my mind. Like, how did you come up with a strategy? Like, this is exactly what I was thinking about. Like Mm -hmm. you were able to capture that into like our branding process, the website, like everything like that. And I love it when they feel elated because It takes a lot of hard work in order for you to really be in somebody's mind that you don't Mm -hmm. know, like they're not your best friend, like they're complete strangers. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like having that like bonding moment where you really have to build rapport and really have to have clarity as to like where a client is going. And it's even tougher when a client is either a little bit confused into going both directions or (sighs) is kind of also, um, it kind of also uh, confused when it comes to all of the the trends because I I always see a client who's like, I need to do this. Like, I need to do the TikTok. I need to do this, and I'm like, hold up a second. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to our strategy. Like, is this
1: where your audience is? Exactly. Does this make sense for your brand? Exactly,
0: yeah. because they're so focused on like, yes, when you when you have a business, sales, you need to make income, you need to make mm-hmm. that's re- that's part of it, revenue, and so they're so attracted. Like, oh my god, like there's an influencer, I need to do influencer marketing, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> but do you even have the budget for that? And when I explain it to them, they're like, oh shit, like never mind, and then they realize. (laughs) like there's so many different components and then i also Um, I also see a lot of clients where they're just literally throwing money at different systems, whether it's putting in ads, whether it's like a Facebook ad and then they're putting in Mm -hmm. $50 every week and then it doesn't even hit an audience because of back to color psychology, back to the design, back to like the copy, back to all the specifics Mm because
1: they're not really clear.
0: And so- Yeah, they're just
1: throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping something sticks instead of being strategic and intentional about all the things they're doing. Yes, Exactly,
0: exactly. So I can relate to you when you said like, that's what you love about the business is when a client comes back and they're like oh my god thank you like you you got my vision and then the hate part yes sales i also hate doing the sales calls so it might be an
1: introvert thing i think yeah I'm it, it like, could oh. be
0: it could be an introvert thing but also at the same time i don't know if you get this as well but sometimes i will also get clients that don't really know what they want or they are confused between sales and marketing so i always mm-hmm. i always try to articulate like You're paying for a marketing service in terms of strategy. I'm not a sales rep. Like if so, (laughs) I can refer you to somebody that can, you know, do the sales process or PR because that's a whole different world. And I'm very honest and like authentic about that because I think what people think is like, oh, my God, once I hire like a a marketing agency, I'm going to get like a sales And I'm like, no, like it takes time, especially (laughs) with organic growth and stuff like that. Like whether it's a strategy, whether it's just building a logo, like you might get attention, you might get growth. And so you still have to capitalize on that. Exactly. Exactly. And then I think a lot of people, um, especially when it comes to, you know, like everything is very like fast paced, especially with the the TikToks, everything's like 10 seconds. Like you have to just make everything concise. And so I think mm-hmm. people have they have this automatic impression when it comes to social media. Like, oh my God, as soon as I make like a a reel or whatever, it's gonna go viral. Cause I have that <laughs> I, I do that too with my own like personal brand. I'm like, how come I only have three views? And then I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I have three views. Um but when it comes to and then they're like, oh my God, I have a sale. So I think that's also something that I hate when it comes to um the sales calls is like you have either like confuse people when it comes to like the sales versus marketing and also people who don't really know what they want yet. And then they're just throwing money away. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I'm here for you in order to you know, you know, for you to save time and money. And I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to accomplish a goal. Whether that's organic growth for you right now, whether it's just a brand refresh or whether it mm-hmm. is sales, then that's a whole different, you know, conversation. So I think you and I can relate on that matter. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Barbabble community, if you're an introvert like us, share this podcast episode, tag us on Instagram um, and let us know if you're also an introvert and you you, you hate sales because you know we can we can relate um so being a mompreneur I think you know since the height of 2020 and people were stuck inside uh, a lot of people have (laughs) kind of um taken up interesting and creative hobbies like baking bread painting and like doing all these things (laughs) and for me I think in the conversations that I've been having with other guests I think that from the big takeaway from 2020, you know, even though there's that taste of freedom that we talked about earlier in the show was, you know, also about having that wellness led lifestyle. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. are, are still doing the hobbies or creative ventures that they kind of, you know, started doing in 2020. So was there any kind of, I guess like a passion project or something, <laughs> you know, within your routine right now, especially as a mom that you started in 2020 that you're still doing now that you're like, wow, it's been a huge important staple into like my wellness led balanced lifestyle.
1: Um, Yes and no. I will say when everything first shut down in 2020, I had like zero time for creative hobbies because our mm-hmm. little girl was, you know, a year and a half year old and like I was trying to run my business. My husband was had his full-time job, but she was home because daycare was closed. And so, mm-hmm. like just trying to manage that, like we had <laughs> zero time <laughs> for anything else. Um, when her daycare finally reopened and then we switched her from part-time to full-time, that's when I actually like had some breathing space again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had at the time a business coach who kind of pushed me to try some new new things for my business and one of them was you know s- speaking gigs like podcast interviews things like that and i had never done one before i was terrified mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so nervous because i used to hate public speaking like mm-hmm. when we had to do it in school and stuff mm-hmm. um but then i tried it and i realized oh i actually really love being on a podcast like <gasps> i love the one-on-one conversation i love the ease of doing it you know from home on my computer. I don't have to be in front of a room of people. Mm-hmm. And so that's been something I've kind of kept up and I'm trying to do more of because um, I really like it. So wow. <laughs> not really you know like baking bread or you know painting or anything like
0: that no but you actually taught me something because I can obviously we're introverted people so we, we can mm-hmm. relate I also don't like public speaking I'm just like no Um, and it's funny because obviously just around certain groups of friends I can seem extroverted but I think mm-hmm. it's because I filled my cup for the day and then afterwards it's like okay I'll see you in three months or so oh, right yeah Um, <laughs> but then when it comes to like I also did like I was on a show too and then I also like f- felt the same exact way as you were after the show I was like wow like I actually loved having that conversation right? like it, it, it was, was in the comfort of my own home but then I loved I guess it also depends on you know the who the host is and obviously yeah. like the genre and stuff like that but I loved it because we were talking about marketing and we related so much on just talking about different brands and so I was like maybe I should take the time to go on more podcasts Mm -hmm. you know, that really suit my personality or like the topics I want to talk about because I'm in my home. It's not like I'm on the stage. It's not like I'm Beyonce or something like that. Um, So yeah, like, I love how you mentioned that. And you kind of also gave me the courage to maybe do the same thing as you and maybe just really take the the time to get on more shows. So yeah, I mean,
1: (laughs) it's like, I mean, you already run your own podcast, so it's really just like, flipping it so being a guest instead of yeah. being the host it's almost it's less work <laughs> from your perspective I guess
0: yeah that's true that's true I mean but I sometimes I, I I still get nervous like I don't know about you but even when it comes to like talking about sales calls and stuff like that or even just calls, like there'll be moments in time where I guess either that introvertedness or even like imposter syndrome like I, mm-hmm. I will get nervous oh for yeah some I still
1: get nervous too especially for sales calls um it, the podcast it kind of depends like we had a good Mm-hmm. you know, brainstorm call before this. So I was pretty comfortable with this one, but like mm-hmm. sales calls for sure. I still get nervous.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. I love how, you know, with everything going on, like as an introvert and as somebody who's like, oh my God, I hate public speaking as a child. Now it's like, nope, I'm on shows right now. Like, I love that. So, you know, I, I, I always like to ask this with the guest because it's like, even though you know, there was so much darkness that was going on since 2020. There's, I always like to find the light in things. And so when Mm -hmm. it comes to like finding a creative venture, whether it's doing the damn thing, whether it's, you know, (laughs) quitting your job and, you know, or going to Austin, whatever it is that, you know, the journey of life brings you, there's always some sort of light or silver lining. So I love how you're kind of, you know, you know, conquering your fears of being introverted and you're like on, you're you're a superstar. So
1: (laughs) yeah. Well, I, I will say too, I just, thought of one other thing I don't know why yeah. I just didn't think of it before but on the wellness side of things something that's been a game changer for me is I did start going to therapy in the fall of 2020 wow. as well is that virtual
0: and or is that in person
1: it's it's virtual for now I mean she is local but we're still doing virtual calls so um, and how
0: is that like if it, you don't mind me asking um it's a virtual comparison. yeah it's
1: just a zoom call I mean there's like a secure portal we go through and stuff but um yeah it's like an hour we started out like once a week I think now we're down to once a month because Uh she helped me but like I originally started going because when I had my daughter I had some really bad postpartum depression Uh um so just like the anxiety and stuff that was kind of tied up in that um that was the main reason i started going to therapy just for help with like worry and anxiety and um that's been really 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 helpful. <laughs> oh,
0: well thank you for sharing, you know, something so personal. i'm glad that it has been so helpful in terms of the wellness side cuz i've always wondered about like obviously that one-on-one connection with just, mm-hmm. you know, somebody listening to you versus like in the virtual world like how that's always been. so i'm always curious when that happens, but it seems to be so helpful to a lot of entrepreneurs and other women that I know that we're having the same conversation. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you took the step to really prioritize that, especially when you're going through something so pivotal and, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a different chapter in your life. So thank you for sharing something so intimate and I'm happy for you. I love that for you. Um, I guess last question is, how are you revolutionizing the way that we think, live and work and do business and marketing in our very chaotic online world?
1: Great question. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, it's just helping my clients see that, you know, they can make their business be whatever they want it to be. Um, like you just have to, again, my two favorite words, we have to be strategic and intentional about Mm -hmm. it. So you know, step one, decide actually what you want it to be is your business. You can, you know, how do you want your work day to look like? What kind of work do you want to do? Mm -hmm. What do you want to work with? Like all of those things you get to decide. And then you have to, you know, find the intentional steps to take to make that a reality. So it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of people get caught up in like the hustle and bustle of like, Mm -hmm. you know, running a business and doing all the things and all the shoulds and like what Mm -hmm. everybody's doing on Instagram or whatever. And they kind of lose sight of the fact that they are actually the ones in charge of their business. Um, so I think working with me kind of helps recenter them, gives them that clarity again, gives mm-hmm. them the tools to show up in a new way mm-hmm. and, as their new intentional strategic self. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's game changing for them and, and everybody that they work with them from that yeah. point on too.
0: I love that, I love that. Well. Um, I think it like you said so many things and I was like, oh my God, I, I want to like, <laughs> I want to make sure that we touch upon uh, like what she said, because <laughs> okay. it's so, it's so game changing how you mentioned um, the hustle and bustle, because when mm-hmm. I was also in that corporate world, I don't know how your experience was, but for me, it was like, yes, like all eyes were on you. And it's like, there was a moment in time where it's like if you left exactly like if your hours were like nine to six or nine to five like if you left exactly at five or six it's like people were judging you but Mm -hmm. if you stayed in the office late it was kind of like oh she's a hard worker and my mindset Mm -hmm. was always like if I can get things done within four hours how come I have to stay an extra four hours right like nothing like what is this be a seat warmer (laughs) (laughs) Like Exactly. Like I can either spend these four hours doing either something else, whether it's, you know, for my job or even something for personal for me, like I I never really understood that. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's an important conversation to have, especially when we're talking about this online world where there is so much grind and so much influence of like, you have to be doing all these hours. But for me, I like to work smart and like, it's the same word that you say. And and I say strategic and intentional. I think when it comes to whether it's branding strategy, which is what I do when it comes to even design something that is that people may think like, Oh, it's so simple. It's a logo. Like I can just, you know, maybe create it on. Just make it pretty. Exactly. Or just do something, you know, whatever, like just put a flower, put my name in the call it a day. No, like people don't realize that everything, like it's, you have to be very clear and very intentional that it all comes together. And just Mm -hmm. like, when we talk about how you had clients come to you and that wellness, like a client of yours with that wellness retreat, how it made an impression. Like, I think Mm -hmm. once you're very clear and you're strategic and you're intentional, it makes an impression, whether it's building rapport, you know, having a follower, even making a sale. So, you know, you are doing so much, you know, in your world, just, you know, people are thinking, oh, it's just a brand designer. No, you're part of the, the revolution of making an intention and making an impression to whatever industry, whether it's a wellness retreat, a yoga, being an entrepreneur, you know, all the clients that you serve. So thank you for what you do and kudos. And I hope that you're <laughs> celebrating for on October 15th, you know, just a nice dinner or, you know, something fancy, even in your home, because I mean, that just, that takes a lot of work. So kudos to you.
1: Thank you. I'm actually going out for um, a wine tasting with a bunch of my girlfriends on the (gasps) 15th. So
0: Wow. (laughs) Where is the wine? Is it like an an actual winery or is it like a restaurant?
1: Um, It's okay. There's this really cool place in Austin called Wanderlust Wine (gasps) Bar. And they have like, this huge wall of different wine taps so you can like do little tastings of like i think it's like 50 different wines or something i don't know it's ridiculous but it's so much fun Oh
0: my gosh. Well, either send me a picture a because <laughs> I want to like, I, I, I've I, kind of been in the sober stage right now, but then I'm like, you know, the holidays are coming and I'm like, I need to get back with my, you know, my wines and stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. send me a picture, let me know how that, you know, um, place is. And maybe if I, you know, take a visit, you know, in your neck of the woods, maybe I'll be like, oh, I know a place. Yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah. but I love that for you. I love how you're definitely doing something fun. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, so with all the conversation y'all if you need a branding designer if you're like oh my god my brand needs a brand refresh or I have this concept and I'm ready to do the damn thing and I want you know that freedom I want to be an entrepreneur I want to be a freelancer you just need a logo or just something hit up your girl Amanda she we're gonna yes. have all of her details her content details of where to find her in the description box below. So Amanda, tell people where they can find you. I know you mentioned at the beginning of the show, like you have, like, you're, you're going to be speaking at a conference and then also on a podcast, like tell us the date so that people, people oh, can look out for you.
1: Yeah. So um, the best place to find me these days is on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I'm spending okay. most of my time and attention. So it's just Amanda Grasio on LinkedIn. Um, the conference I'm speaking at is Freelance Business Month. Um, and mm-hmm. it's actually tomorrow morning. So uh, this probably won't air by the, <laughs> by the okay. time I'm on that. Um, but then, yeah, a, I usually post on LinkedIn and Instagram when I have like a podcast that I've been on come out. So just keep a watch there and um, you'll see them.
0: <laughs> awesome. And, and do you have like, I guess, a newsletter where you give like tips and tricks and, and I guess like things about your Yes, friends?
1: I do have a newsletter and it's kind of, it, it's got like a the top section is, you know, kind of like the thought of the week about branding or something around mm-hmm. running a business or something. And then I've got, you know, events that are coming up and then I've got things I'm like listening to and reading. So it's kind of a little bit of everything.
0: Awesome. Is your newsletter like uh, once a week? Um It
1: is every other week.
0: Currently. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, sign up for her newsletter. I'm also going to have her email down below. So if you want to chat with her, whether it's on a consultation call or you kind of just need... A branding refresh, Um, make sure to um hit up Amanda. I'll also have her website and also to follow her on LinkedIn so that you can kind of see where she's going to be on the next show and business and in life. But thank you so much, Amanda, for your time. I really appreciated your energy, your vibrancy. And like, <laughs> you really encouraged me to just to just to basically say, fuck it. And just to go on podcast shows and just be like, you know what, this is me. And to just, you know, just do the damn thing. Like, even though we're yeah. both introverts, I think that's also different topic that we, you know, we, we can talk about in a different show where it's like, you know, there's so many people like us. We're just not really talking about how we're shy and we're introverted mm-hmm. and quirky, but I loved having you on. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, do you have any, I guess, final words or words of wisdom that you want to tell to the Bar Babble community?
1: Oh gosh. Um, yeah. Let's see. I, I, I think what I like to say is your brand can be you know, your cornerstone, your compass, your your megaphone, mm-hmm. um, all of that, all at once. But you have to put in the work first to figure it out.
0: Yep. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, everybody. And um, make sure to follow Amanda. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you love this conversation, make sure to give us five stars and leave a review so that we can continue to be a valuable resource for others just like you. Were you able to make it through the entire episode without answering any phone calls, texts, DMs, or tweets? Let the peeps know what you were up to. Take a screenshot of this show, share on your social media, or send a link of this episode so you can let the peeps know you are hanging out with Lucy at the virtual bar. As always, I want to take a moment of gratitude and thank you for listening and supporting our show. As you know, everything I create is made with a heart full of gratitude, Wi-Fi, and a little bit of whiskey. That's it for today's babble. Till
1: next time.